Hey, and welcome to When She Leads, a podcast for women in ministry. I'm your host, Brenda Leavenworth, and I want to sit around the table with you, grab a cup of coffee, and consider the complexities and realities of leading as a woman. I'll be joined by an awesome team of women from across the globe, and together we'll bring our experience, research, victories, and of course, our failures. Listen in as we confront each topic biblically and practically. Today, I'm joined by When She Lead team members, Kelly and Krista. Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. How's, how are you guys doing today? Good. Great to be here. Really good. Yeah. And today, we're going to be discussing spiritual disciplines. Now, what do we mean by spiritual disciplines? We are, are we talking about spiritual formation, discipleship, the sanctification process? It can be called many things, and um, it, it can be many things. There could be many definitions to this one terminology. And so, I think up front, we sort of need to define our terms, mm-hmm. don't we? Because yeah. you get into yeah. a situation where you can get into some areas where we need to be warned we can get into some areas that maybe go into an ungodly path. I know that um, for me and my generation, the the term spiritual formation had a lot to do with like more Eastern mysticism and, and things of that nature, contemplative prayer. But now it seems like a newer generation is maybe using that term with a different definition. Yeah. And so um, we kind of want to <clears throat> right up front, um, just define our terms. So for the sake of our discussion today, we are talking about spiritual disciplines in the training that takes place in order to obey God. Yeah. Those things that we would discipline and work into our lives so that we could then in turn have fruit and obey God. So what kind of habits are helpful for spiritual growth? What kind of practices should we be diligent to exercise? What And what does it mean for um, us to be disciplined in doing these practices? And so that's what we kind of want to get into today. And so when I think of the word discipline, it carries with it for me, like um, just by definition, a correction, a punishment, self-control, self-constraint. It's more than just studying because we could yeah. just say, oh, spiritual dif- discipline, just study your Bible. Mm-hmm. But it, it's <laughs> not that. It's more It's more of that discipline where it's like, no, I'm going to master this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan this. I'm going to have some control over this. It's like an athlete when we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, that an athlete trains so that they win, 1 Corinthians 9.24. Do, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Later on in verse 27, um, he, Paul writes again, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And so as we practice, we become proficient. So whether you call it spiritual formation, discipleship, spiritual disciplines, whatever you call it, we will be discussing that discipline necessary that leads us to like maturity in our walks with Christ. Great. Um, I I love that. And I love, I love spiritual disciplines. I love the word discipline actually, which really actually means to exercise vigorously in any way, either body or mind or whatever. And um, I love Paul's analogies about what you talked about in Corinthians about the runner, but I really like to first uh, Timothy four, seven and eight, where Paul's mm-hmm. talking to Timothy and he says, reject profane and old wise fables, exercise yourself rather to godliness 
for bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable for all things. And it goes on. And um, sometimes it says discipline yourself for godliness. Other translations say train. And when you think of the athlete, and I again, I love that analogy, it's to increase and get better performance. So a spiritual discipline is to uh, promote our spiritual growth, feed our mind, um, replace old destructive habits with new but also, also athletes have to cut out certain habits that would hinder their performance. They don't mm-hmm. just do proactive training. They remove things, whether it's things they eat or things like that, which is actually what Paul tells Timothy to do, reject these things in mm-hmm. order to do this. And so um, sometimes we have to cut out as a spiritual discipline, whether it's uh, entertainment or social media, actually a certain kind of relationship or something. So... Um, I love that, and I think there's a cost to growing spiritually, which encompasses mm-hmm. those analogies as well. So, And spiritual disciplines are not the end. That's not what makes us spiritual. It's the means to the end of spiritual growth and an intimacy with Christ and a, a, a deeper yeah. even fellowship. So, yeah, I just love yeah. this topic. So, anyway. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I, you guys touched on it too, but when you talk about running the race and the athlete and being obedient and cutting things out, I just think of the word sacrifice yeah. as well. Um, I don't know if others think that, but when I think of, you know, as the verses you use of training and being mindful, like it is a sacrifice. That's a, it's a sacrifice to cut things out, to grow in things that are good for us. That might be hard giving, while giving other things up. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, Kelly. And so I think part of the disciplines is, um, you know, a sacrifice as well, as well as obedience yeah. to these yeah. things. I think we'll, we'll, we'll list them in just a minute. But uh, as I'm thinking through this, like so many times in the Bible, the, um, the word tells us like, you know, put off, put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, you know, we're to not have anxiety. But then I love ver- everybody. Sometimes people leave out verse 8 and it's like, no, but here's what you can replace it with. You think on things that are yeah. good, lovely, yeah you know, yeah. true, all the things that that Philippians 4, 8 um, tells us to do. And so often when God tells us to say no to one thing or to put off or to reject, or there, it's filled with something that uh, for His good pleasure, it's yeah. filled with, yeah. you know, you're going to read the Word or you're going to do this or you're going to think these things. or the, So He he takes off that dross, sort of removes mm-hmm. those things like a surgeon. Mm-hmm. The Bible calls him a surgeon and He divides, you know, uh, uh, all of that. He divides all of these things to like cut out and He's precise. Mm-hmm. And so He gives mm-hmm. us this instruction, which is so, so great. So, um what mm-hmm. it, what are what are some of the spiritual disciplines? What are what are we talking about when we say, well, the spiritual disciplines? What what kind of things are we talking about? Um, well, I think that we're talking about prayer, devotions, worship, community, studying, fasting, meditation, and I think the list could go on. But for me, that's what I think of. I think when we met the other day, we talked about these things and. They can be personal and also can be done in a corporate way as well. Personal, such as like praying alone, devotion time, personal devotion, but corporately like having prayer groups in your church Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, That's, those are the disciplines that I think of Mm -hmm. um, when we discuss this topic. 
That's great. You know, I think too, they're not a, like a list in scripture that says these are the spiritual disciplines and yeah. so probably on purpose, right? Because then we check the box off and think, oh, we're good to go. That's but true. we look at what Jesus did as we always do and say, what disciplines did he use? And the ones, you know, that you said, we know in like Mark one thirty five, he rose early in the morning while it's still dark. He went away to pray, mm-hmm. to be alone. So we see him praying. Um, meditating on God's word, which includes our devotions, like you said, but also actually studying, also includes uh, memorizing scripture, you know, hide God's word in our heart. I love how when Jesus tempted in the wilderness and Satan is tempting him and he's, what's he doing to battle? He's quoting scripture, right? And that scripture is hidden in his heart. We saw him um, fast. It talks about that. We saw him in co- uh, mm-hmm. corporate worship in Luke 4.16, as was his custom. He went to the synagogue. He walked in community. And so um, I think those, obviously, we we can say those are some important things because we saw Jesus do them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I think it's not enough to just, like you say, have a list that we go, okay, this is what I'm going to be disciplined. And sometimes I've needed um, some disciplines in my life, like even more yeah. than others, just for like that season right. or something. Right, we have to be intentional. That's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That I'm agreeing with you. Like we we do have to be intentional. And so there's some things are like those non-negotiable ones. Like, you know, we need to study the word and, you know, and and um, and I think we need to do that well. And we need mm-hmm. to have a plan mm-hmm. for it. That's why there's so many yeah. Bibles that are chronological Bible. You can get a New Living Translation. You can get a one-year Bible. You can get all these different plans and helps so that we can what so that we can be disciplined in studying the word you know you ask a friend or you think for yourself like do i have a devotional life you know mm-hmm. what's your devotional life like when mm-hmm. when do you do your devotions these are questions that we mm-hmm. always ask why because we're establishing habits and i right. guess really that's what a discipline right. does right yeah. is establish mm-hmm. a habit and so sometimes in that establishing a habit we have to say no to things that might be good mm-hmm. we might have to be disciplined it might be even like something as simple as like I'm going to make a commitment to church attendance, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to make a commitment to this Bible study, or I'm going to make a commitment to get up early and read, or I'm going to make a commitment to, instead of, you know, I want to sleep in this day, maybe I'm I'm going to make sure that I'm at this prayer group. I mean, it really does cost us. You know, what is it? Who was it? Bonhoeffer that said discipleship that is, uh, that costs nothing is worth nothing. Like it is going to cost us time. It's going to cost us like brain power. Um, I mean, we really have to be like an athlete. We have to show up for the practices. I think that's so good. And the intentionality of it and the plan, I think that's important, especially, but it's not transactional, it's relational. Like in the sense of if you're married, say you're really busy, and so you intentionally plan date nights, right? Or whatever to be with your husband. And because you're so busy, and if you don't plan them out, you know, you can drift apart and all that. And, but it's because it's not a transaction, it's relational. It's because I love you. It's because I want to stay close to you. I want to stay intimate mm-hmm. with you and hear about you. So you make it like a plan. And so that's the same with the Lord because we love him. We want to grow deeper with him. But just because we're flesh and prone to wander, we can grow spiritually weak. We can drift. We can get yes. busy and lazy and distracted. And so being in intentional is a key to, I think, discipline. That's that, that should go with that word. 
Right. Yeah. I like how you said intentionality, like as you guys were talking earlier, I was thinking about um, doing these things right with the right motives. And Kelly, you had said that, like, not just the something we check off, but sometimes, you know, when we're talking with the women that we lead in our ministries, what I hear a lot is like, I just don't feel it. Like, I don't feel God close and that begins to affect their devotion time because they're not feeling it. So they're not reading their Bible every day or, and so we work through this and it is, it's a discipline. You have to train yourself even when you don't feel like it, you're going to pick up your Bible and you're going to read because you know, it's good for you. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you're not hearing from the Lord as in depthly as you want, you still do it. And you're training yourself to do this because you know, it's good for you. Um, and and the motives behind that are you know right. we are important yeah you they know they're really important are. it's not like we're not doing them to make god love us more we're not doing them to get saved we're we're it's not that also a motive like in fasting i know this is maybe like weird but often um i think fasting is a really good you know jesus didn't command it but he said when you fast so kind of assuming we're fasting in somewhat, but leaves it kind of vague on how we do that. But oftentimes, I I think I've shared before, I used to have eating disorders. And so in my um, spiritual disciplines, I would include fasting. And I think my flesh would thrive on that because I could look spiritual and say, oh, not that you're supposed to tell anyone you're fasting, but you know, I'm fasting, but I'm really so doing it because spiritual. I don't want to eat. Right. And so it's it's yeah. for that motive, mm-hmm. which sounds very warped, and it was. And so I almost had to stop fasting because it it was mm-hmm. not for the right motives at all, and that was it was too intertwined. But just watching our motives, like you said, on on why, mm-hmm. but wanting to do it isn't right. That's really not what we're looking at. Yeah. The whole point really of the disciplines is growing yeah. to be like Christ. Like, yeah. you know, we talked about in First Timothy 4, 7, right? To to be, um, to train ourselves in godliness yeah. and that sanctification. Mm-hmm. And, and that is why the spiritual disciplines. And also that's why we model it for the women that we are working with and that we're leading in our churches too. Um and that's why it's so important. There's something that I don't, maybe later we can talk about is the danger of not having these. Yeah. And I think, it, I don't know if we want to talk about them now or later, but there are some very big dangers, especially women in leadership when they decide not to be disciplined in some of these areas. Yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. You're on a good okay. track. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I have a page okay. of those too. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this like we can get into our own flesh, and it, you know, as we're talking to each other, but our audience is the women who are leading other women or in ministry or wanting to be in ministry. The danger is um, when they're lacking these spiritual discipline is they hinder their spiritual walk, right? I think you touched on that a little bit um, just a couple of minutes ago, Kelly. Like there is a hindrance. Mm-hmm. There's also this this tendency that we begin to serve in our own. Um, power. Mm -hmm. If we're not walking in the disciplines, if we're not leaning upon the Lord and the Holy Spirit, and we're not in our Bible, trying to pour this out actively to others, they're only getting us. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very dangerous thing as well. Mm -hmm. Of course, then there's burnout. Mm -hmm. You know, you begin to lack these disciplines or not walk in them. 
and you're going to burn out because then you're again, walking in your own power. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, it opens you up to, to Satan and his, all yeah. the footholds and whatever he's going to do. So there's a lot of danger, yes. especially for women in leadership when we do not practice these disciplines yeah. um, faithfully. I and I know for me personally, when I have been tired or worn out and not been in my devotions as I should as a leader, I get spent. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pour out to others when I'm not continu- continually filling myself with yeah. the Lord. And I know for me, I need to be feeling myself maybe more so than some other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm pouring out a lot or just because guys like Christy, you need more help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I probably both. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. mm-hmm. Those are great. I think I think the word that just screams out is weakness, spiritually weak in all the categories that you said and susceptible to sin. You know, when we're weak, Mm -hmm. we are way prone to get off track and to drift. Mm -hmm. So I I think too, keeping in mind the goal, like the payoff of, of spiritual disciplines, like an athlete, like there's, there's things that are coming in the future. We're working for it today. We're working these yeah. things in our lives today. But but then the result is godliness, right? Mm-hmm. And so we yeah. have to keep that sort of that fruit in mind when we're when we're doing these that there's going to be a payoff. And you guys are talking about like the neglect mm-hmm. of that payoff. So then when it, it comes out like this in my life and in others, you know, I I don't think I'm where I'm, I should be by now, or I feel like I'm more immature than I should be, or I feel like um, I'm not getting what I, I'm not seeing God work in the way that I thought he would, or or I've said, you know, like, oh, I feel dry. There's things that, that we say that if we really look at it, does it come back to this core issue? Mm-hmm. Is this the yeah. is this the thing? And so kind of like looking at our lives and saying, okay, am I seeing fruit Am I am I more mature than I was six months ago, or am I looking at this um, in the right way to where I can say, okay, I know what I need here. I know what I need to do mm-hmm. in order to mm-hmm. see the payoff or see the results later. And it's not a yeah. flesh thing. We're trying to glorify God in it, but it really does take our participation too. I mean, we really totally. do have to participate. I was just going to say mm-hmm. that it's Holy Spirit is the one who has the transforming power. He's transforming our hearts and our minds, but we cooperate with that and it's our response to that. And so definitely, and again, if we get so focused on the disciplines and we think we're doing it, it defeats the whole thing of why we're doing it. You know, the Pharisees followed the law and thought they were spiritual because they were following the law. And I feel like sometimes if we have our checklist of our disciplines with the wrong motive, then we think, what's what's not happening? You know, so- that's yeah. the whole point. Did you have some yeah. other ne- spiritual neglectful ones? Or? You know, I um, oh neglectful ones. Yeah, you um, said you had a page. I did, but they kind of all go <laughs> spiritually weak. She covered a lot of them, but oh, okay. you know, she, we can be overcome with shame and guilt. Like mm. there's, there's, uh, yeah. Right. It, it can lead us into some dark places. Yeah, because it really does. I feel like in our spirit, we know our spirits like needs to be fed. You know, it's daily bread. Yeah. God describes it as daily bread. And so, and and you guys know and have experienced like me that that when someone comes to you and they need a spiritual touch, like you give them things that you had that morning. Yeah. You know, it's daily yes. bread. Yes. And mm-hmm. and so we need it, we need that nourishment constantly. These aren't just disciplines like, oh, I'm gonna go to Bible college for six months and then I'll be good for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's like, no, this is a daily walk. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a daily yeah. exercise, just like the athlete. Like you yeah. have to be at this. It's regularly and in a rhythm and, yeah. you know, all these things. So let's talk a little bit about like what your go-to spiritual disciplines are personally. What What is helpful yeah. for you guys personally? For me, um, my devotion time is really important to me. I know for most people, but um, that is really where I've learned so much of the character the character and the characteristics of God um, in my own time, not being taught by somebody else or by a pastor or, you know, anyway, I've, I have just learned so much of the Lord and so much he's shown me in my heart because every time I read my Bible, I keep a notebook and I write, what is it that was either something important, something interesting, or maybe he's speaking to my heart on something and most often he's showing me more about himself and more about something in my heart. And mm -hmm. I have 10 years of notebooks of this now. And it's really amazing. Some of the things I, I see a theme he's still working on, but it's very important to me because like you said, Brenda, I'll be reading one morning and then later that night I'm sitting with a woman. I'm like, yeah, the Lord just spoke with me this morning or show me this verse. And it's for her too. Mm -hmm. And had I not sat in this, um, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to share that. And also I think worship is, is important. I, Kelly and I were talking yesterday about when the Lord speaks to us, it's not so much in our quiet, like just quiet, like Lord speaking to me in my devotions, but when I'm active, when I'm jogging, when I'm walking and I'm listening to worship music, um, the Lord is really, I see speaking to me in a different way that way it's more mm -hmm. of an interaction mm -hmm. and so those are two that are really um my go-tos yeah um i i agree with that actually everything you said about god's word and in in that with memorizing scripture and over the years of of my life i've done different things within that i guess uh for a long period of time i would use another book a lot of times like uh it always seemed to be a Philip Yancey book. I don't know why, because but I'd have like another book as well. I'm reading the word, but that I'm also going to read a chapter. Like he has a great book on prayer and it's very challenging and deep. And so um, I kind of think about when Paul was in prison and he says, hey, bring me my books. You know, I, I know it's not sure what he meant by that, but I'm like, hey, he liked books. You know, he liked to write and read books. So mm -hmm. um, that is definitely uh, a prayer discipline. It's kind of, um, it's easy for me to pray throughout the day, but to have that set aside time, it's, I have to be really intentional uh, about that. And a lot of times I run every morning and that will be my time because there's no other distractions and this is my time yeah. to pray. So I've mm -hmm. sort of disciplined myself in that. Corporate worship, obviously fasting. I had a couple other weird ones, which is, is this all right? Because there's not like a <laughs> a set list, right? But just things that that um, discipline me to do what I feel I'm supposed to do to glorify God. One is a giving of thanks. You know, we're told in scripture. I don't have to mm -hmm. tell you where in scripture that talks about. And I sometimes forget to do that. And I'm more, uh, look what I need to do. Or I'm more negative about something. Mm. And so telling myself every morning before I start, I need to purpose by um, my day by starting to thank him for specific things. I used to have a notepad where I had to write three things down, especially with a little bit of darker time that I was struggling to give thanks, I guess. Um, write down three different things um, every day. 
you know, to be thankful for, to get my mind and my heart in the right place. And it was just a discipline yeah. I did. I did it with my children. Um, they couldn't figure out how to pray for anything besides themselves. So we would put <laughs> we would put things in a, a jar and they'd have to pick them out and there were other people's needs and things like that. And so um, I think accountability- Such a good idea. Yeah, I think accountability partners, if someone's struggling in an area- um, I've had them for different areas that I feel like I need them for. I had a lady that every time I got up at five, I had to call her at five. She just couldn't get up <laughs> to pray. And I'm like, I'm up every day at five. You want me to call you? And so we did that. <laughs> uh, giving can be one. Uh, regular tithing, I think, is a discipline, although to me it's a command as well. But also being hospitable, training yourself. You know where it talks about Hebrews 13 to um, not to neglect being hospitable. We get busy and we forget. So discipline mm-hmm. ourselves to look for people we don't know, set up coffee dates, do this, do that. I know that's not usually on the people's list. those are helpful yeah. hints, though, of things that we should just kind of take a walk with. Yeah. These, these might not be the spiritual disciplines, but they're things that I they asked you the question, you. what's helpful yeah. for you? So. And celebration. <laughs> One last thing, but I'm, yeah. no, I'm, I'm talking so much. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Um, celebration. <laughs> so much in the Old Testament, they were always celebrating, right? What God had done and focusing and taking specific times where I set aside to celebrate and remember, because I forget very easy and remember what he's done. And self-examination, I think, where Second Corinthians 13, 5, uh, discipline to do that daily. Keep a short list with God, you know, don't wait to self-examine till a week or two. Uh, disciplining yourself to do it daily during mm-hmm. your prayer time. Sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. No, I loved I love the stuff on being grateful and thankful. And there was that yeah. book years ago that was going around. I think it was called The Thousand Gifts. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I and remember reading it, and it and it was really helpful because it was seeing things that you could be grateful for, like in the moment. Like, gosh, you know, really just seemingly yeah. simple things like yeah. I'm thankful that yeah. I have food today. I'm thankful I have a job mm-hmm. today. I'm thankful. And it really does kind of change your perspective. Yeah. Worship music does that for me. If yeah. I'm in a bad mood or yeah. I'm feeling a little dry or I'm feeling like a little fleshy, if I just turn on worship music, it's like this immediate connection yeah. with God yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. For me, um, prayer is a big one for mm-hmm. me. And and I'll often ask ladies like when was the last time you just poured your heart like laid it on the field Mm -hmm. like the time that you spent praying when you couldn't pray anything else because you couldn't think of another thing to pray for now that takes a long time you need to set out a chunk of time but man when you're done with a session like that to where you can just like lay it out to god put it all out there and then ask God to speak into that. So prayer, prayer is one of those things for me. And then studying God's word. Yeah. And I don't mean mm-hmm. just like, oh, I did my devotion. I check it off. I mean like really digging in. Yeah. And studying yeah. God's word so that I know his character, so that I know who he is, so that I know who I am yeah. in light of him. Yeah. So that I know what he wants and how he wants me to um to move forward how he wants me yeah. to use my spiritual gifts how he wants where does he want me there's so many questions yeah. that we have and we get to know that by getting to know the nature of god yes. and 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 yeah. through the truth sometimes we we fall into these patterns where we're so negative or where we're so dry because we're believing lies Mm -hmm. that really aren't in scripture. Mm -hmm. And so I think always going back to the word of God is a, is a big discipline. I think that's number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. 
the, the spiritual disciplines, as I think you were saying, Kelly, like some are more like maybe pertinent in certain times in our lives than others mm-hmm. as well. I know I'll draw on some more when I'm needing more direction or something is hard. There's different, and I don't know if that's just for me or mm-hmm. f- for everybody, yeah, but different seasons that we kind of pull on these different disciplines because I, you know, your list of disciplines, I, that's a lot of disciplines to be doing, but it's hard to do that all like having those all day, every day, but there's certain ones that we can focus on. And I think that we need to make sure we we're focusing on at least some of them to be growing and be very flexible on what the Lord's doing in that with us. Mm, yes. And not everybody needs to journal. Not everybody needs right. to, no. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like we no, can't, I hate, I hate journaling. Uh, you know, it's like I have to journal <laughs> yeah. in the morning and I have to give like 10 things I'm thankful for. And then I have to do this. And then I have, yeah. well, then we start getting into a legalism pattern. Right. It's like, Oh, right. she memorizes yes. two scriptures a week. So I should memorize two scriptures a week. Right. It's not about that. No, it's, it's again, we no. have to go back to the very beginning of where we start. which is, you know, what kind of habits can we do for spiritual growth? What kind of practices should we be diligent in? You know, what does, what does that look like for the sake of what, for the sake of being disciplined and obeying God, right? Right. That's the whole get Mm -hmm. of it is that we want to be trained so that we can know who God is and know who he is. I think they are seasonal. I agree with Krista. I don't do all those every single day, but when I'm finding myself falling into unthankfulness, blah, blah, whatever, then you implement it to help you get back on the right track. They don't need to be very complicated. Mm -mm. You know, none of this needs to be complicated. I think the the simpler, the better in some Mm -hmm. of these things. They can be very simple, very easy, um, things that we can do very practically each day that are really yeah. important. But yeah. we are going to starve without the Word of God. So I think we all agree that's yes. the first yes. one. That's Amen. Mm-hmm. We'll starve. Well, Absolutely. N- now in my season of life, empty nest, I can I can put that time into studying. But I remember when I had little tiny kids and I literally, I had a, a devotional book on the back of the toilet in my car was like K-Wave was on. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm seatbelted in to go get them from the from school, I can get 10 minutes in and I would listen to Bible teachings. Like you just have to think through like, what right. can I, what can I do to get this, to ingest this? Because right. that, yeah. that's what's needed. And I think a good sort of litmus question that we can ask is um, about the disciplines and how, if they're necessary or not, is to ask this, what will happen if I neglect this practice? So if we kind of like come at these and go, okay, well, what will I happen if I neglect that? What will I happen if I neglect that? We might be able to hone in on, hey, pick three, pick three that you want to start with. If someone's listening and they're saying, okay, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Or there's a leader listening and say, okay, how do I give this to my to my other leaders and to my women? Like, you know, pick mm-hmm. three and start there and see what God does. So as we're wrapping up the mm-hmm. show today, what are some like resources, whether it's books or websites or podcasts that you guys maybe have have um, read through or you would say, wow, this was a really good help to me. I have a few, but I'll, I'll hear yeah. from you and then I'll close this up. Um, I know for me, obviously the Bible, we all agree is mm-hmm. your best resource, but because I um, spend time walking and jogging and I can hear the Lord a lot. I like to listen to podcasts, especially messages, and I'm able to concentrate more on that. So I listen to, I you know, various different podcasts, different pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like listening to Elizabeth Elliott's um, teachings and Graham Lott's. 
um, teachings and Tim Keller, just a, a, a various group and just to kind of change things up in what I'm listening to and what I'm learning mm-hmm. um, through, you know, different things and different than Calvary, you know, <laughs> getting different ideas from different areas as well. It's nice. Mm-hmm. What are your spend? I don't have a, like, I like the ones that you said. I can't think of a specific book on spiritual disciplines, though. What What are your um, So on the discipline of prayer, I think anything E.M. Bounds um, is probably the mm-hmm. gold standard there. I would say anything by Tozer. He had a lot on the subject, like, about discipline. He has, I think he has, no, I mean, discipleship. He has a book also on worship that... Um, people can look into. One of my favorites, I think, for spiritual disciplines was Experiencing God by Blackaby. Did you guys go no, through I that never years read ago? It. Everybody oh was, gosh. but so I did. So good. Such a good, like, just for formation of like the foundations of the faith, experiencing God was so great. Um, I know this is, he's controversial. Well, I have two controversial ones, so I'll say it with <laughs> caution. You should read Uh-oh. it for yourself. Take in the, how's it? Taking the meat, spit out the bones. Um, I actually mm-hmm. really liked Forgotten God by Francis Chan. It was about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, The Spirit of the Disciplines by Dallas Willard. And Bill Hybels wrote this. He said, Believers long for personal purity and power to live as our hearts tell us that we should, but how does God change us? Uh, Willard reminds us that we can be like Christ if we follow the style of his life, solitude and silence, prayer, uh, simple and sacrificial living, meditation on God's word, and service to others. And we didn't even hit those, like solitude and silence before mm-hmm. God and then serving others. We hit that a little bit. The practice of these disciplines is how God guides us into a constant interaction with his kingdom. Few books have challenged me like this one. I would urge every serious-minded Christian to read it um, at your own risk, he says. But so I'll put hmm. that out there that that I've, I've dabbled he in that, that one too. He at your own risk? Yeah, he's, okay. no, Bill Heibel said, oh. you know, because it was challenging. Mm. So, um, so don't, uh, don't email me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're thinking about that. It's like the no, two don't books. Don't put on, you on a cutout list. <laughs> don't two, cancel me. <laughs> I think I said earlier, yeah. Phil Yancey has a great cancel. one on prayer. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Keller has a really good one on prayer. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to think of one just on spiritual disciplines, but they're intertwined. Yeah. They're intertwined yeah. in their books. Yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton. Anything that would help you grow, right? Any any book on discipleship. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's so vast. There's yeah. there's thousands of, yeah. of things that we can do. So, well, thanks for joining us in our conversation today, and we hope you find our discussions helpful. Hey, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook both, so come visit us there. And if you have a topic that uh, we haven't hit yet that you would like us to maybe chat about and uh, just give us a holler, you can email us at whensheleadspodcast at gmail.com. And we We'll see you next time. Bye.